Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everybody, it's 105 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. I'm currently down in Bakersfield, California. Uh, the Condors are in action Friday against San Diego. The Edmonton Oilers tonight at Rogers Place against Alexander Ovechkin. And the Washington Capitals could be a uh, charged evening, to say the least. The uh, Canadian anthem will be partially sung in uh, Ukrainian and uh, partially in English, I believe, for tonight's game. Uh, we will tell you that orders now for the ninth consecutive year, nine of the 11 years that it's been on uh, this station, on 630 Chad, is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can uh, reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino open 24-7, zero res- restrictions, excitement, bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. I am going to get to a couple texts here. Ashley Fine Floors, get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We will mention to you Japanese Village, opening a serve you at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations, featuring Alberta's own Brant Lake Wagyu. Visit Don and the staff at uh, Japanese Village. Visit jvedmonton.ca for more information. We're just uh, negotiating contact here with David Staples. We're working on that. Um, we're going to go to uh, the Ashley Pine Flores text line. I wanted to bang off a couple. Haji says, Bob, you are quick to draw comparisons to Calgary's man games missed to injury versus the Oilers' man games missed and the impact that the injuries have had on Edmonton this season. No one can ignore the impact of these injuries this year. But one has to eventually ask, why are the Oilers suffering so many injuries? I've listened to Ken Holland. This is Haji texting the show. He says, I've listened to Ken Holland's definition of team toughness many times in your show over the last couple of years. At what point does one question whether Ken Holland's understanding of team toughness has led directly or indirectly to the number of man games lost due to injury this year? I would argue Calgary is more in line with the traditional team toughness and they have had little to no injury impact this year. That one comes to us from Haji. Well, Calgary's defense, as an example, has lost one man game to injury all season. One game. Flames have a tough team. 
the only guy that's missed any substantive time, and it's rare when this happens, but Brett Ritchie got concussed in a fight with Mark Borowiecki, who, along with Nicholas Delorier, are probably two of the best technical fighters in the National Hockey League. Remember, last year, it was Ritchie who knocked out Jujar Kera in a fight. Uh, but the Flames have lost one-man game. And I will tell you point blank, I don't think the Oilers have enough of that dimension in their lineup. So, but I get called an old school. And I wonder whether or not you can actually bring analytics to the table to equate that. Is there a value? Like, I look at the play that occurred with Florida, Ryan Lomberg, he runs around and he goes and runs and finishes off a hit against Nugent Hopkins. Does that happen if you have more size in your lineup? And people say, well, you're not going to dissuade Ryan Longberg. What if he's focused on other players? That's the response back. I don't know. You know, you'd have to tell me. Um, again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, keep texting us. <laughs> this one comes in. Uh, I'm not Ukrainian, says this texter. Uh, but like me, I hope all the fans at tonight's game will boo. This, this is what this texter says. Will boo very loudly every time Ovi touches the puck. He is a Putin guy, and people need to show him that it's not acceptable to be a part of this world. That text comes in. Uh, it's funny, because in the piece that Spectre wrote, and it was a good piece for Mark, it's rare when I say that, just kidding, Speck. He actually got comments from some of the people from the Ukrainian community that said that that's not needed. That, you know, that there's extenuating circumstances that would place pressure on anybody that wouldn't support Putin over in Russia. So that's a whole political football. Let's bring aboard uh, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. And uh, David, on top of being uh, the man that uh, came up with the concept of the Cult of Hockey, along with Kurt Levins, who I, I find uh, does some pretty interesting work, and Bruce McCurdy, who's got a great sense of history and appreciation. David Staples is also the political affairs columnist at the Edmonton Journal. David, did you help get the mask bylaw changed in Edmonton? Was that you? <laughs> uh, Bob, I wish I could take credit, but I think it was the almost 70,000 people who filled out that city survey, which that's pretty unprecedented to have that many people fill out a survey like that. And, and I think it was... Uh, 68% of them said get rid of the mask bylaw. So even a city council had wanted to. There's just no public support. Like, that's massive support to get rid of the mask bylaw. That was the silent majority speaking up. Because if you're on Twitter, you think there's tons of support for the for masking. But this was the silent majority saying, enough. Like, we've been through Omicron. Like, there's no protecting people with masks anymore, Bob. I mean, the Queen of England got it. Justin Trudeau and Rachel Notley got it. These are all people who are highly protected wearing masks all the time following all the rules so it became apparent to people like masking is not working it is and, and omicron's going away it's fading so it's time to move on well uh, as somebody who's triple vaxxed and who's traveled with a team all season long david i'm in the united states for a reason you can figure out why uh, you can figure out why i wasn't able to do the interview with you last week because i had to get tested a second time and uh worn a lot of i can tell you i've worn a lot of masks um i did i i don't know if anybody saw this story uh, it was out of South Africa, and it was a, a, a specialist, uh, a, a doctor, and she said that she got bombarded by people who, by politicians, and uh, primarily by politicians and some assertive doctors crushed her and went after her because she wrote that Omicron was not as severe as some of the 
previous other variants. And she was the doctor, this, Bob, who, who discovered Omicron. She was on know, the team that actually discovered it. Yeah. Yeah. She. Yeah. She. Just, so you saw the story. Yes, and she. She was. She was saying our experience in South Africa is this is this is a mild disease similar to the flu. That was her. That was what she was seeing in South African clinics, and she got lambasted by European authorities who said you can't say that. And, and so finally what she said was, well, in Europe it seems to be a serious disease because that's what my associates are telling me, but in South Africa it's a mild disease. So, there, you know, obviously Omicron is a serious disease for many people who get it. We had people who died because of Omicron, not just with Omicron. It's, it can be a serious disease for people, you know, for, for elderly people, people in, in poor health. So it was a serious thing. But it did become apparent that masking and physical distancing were not the solution to Omicron. It was just washing over us. And, and it didn't seem like there was any difference between countries, no matter what precautions you took. This was just so contagious that it, that it hit everybody really hard. And fortunately, it was really mild for most people. And the other good news is most of us are double, triple vaccinated. I'm triple vaccinated. And, and that protected us as well. So it, it looks like we're through the other end of COVID, though I have thought that before and I've been wrong. Fingers crossed that, we're, that this is the case this time. 14 years of doing the games, I'd missed one game, and I was so, and I was actually at that game, and I, I, I had to leave. I, I finished the pregame show, and I couldn't stop. <laughs> it wasn't going well. Let's just leave it at that. And I, and I went home, and it's the only time. And then I end up on the on the on the last five game road trip, and I like I'm t other than a sore throat that was affecting my voice a little bit, and I thought it was from air conditioning, right? Like I. And again, and I think that it was triple vax played a factor. So a little bit exasperated and frustrated and really missing, you know, being around the team and in the guts of the game on a day-to-day -day basis and, and having the privilege of calling games in the National Hockey League. But David, right now it is a challenging time for the Edmonton Oilers. Injuries have mounted up. What is your take on the position of the teams in at this stage? Well, this team would, would be, you know, they finally had three good lines going. And then Nugent Hopkins and Pugliarvi went out. And it's been a, it's had a huge impact on the team because the teams, you know, we're far enough into the, the season to say they have some problems on defense and they have some problems in net. They're just not strong enough in either position. You know, they really miss Adam Larson, it turns out. They really miss his presence, what he brought to the team, that nastiness. And they, Cody Ceci is a very good player, but he's, he doesn't bring what Adam Larson brought so they but they were able to i think compete when they had those three lines going and nugent and pulley rv get hurt and bam it just took the wind out of their sails and they're kind of struggling again i mean what what we're finding at the cult of hockey is they're they're, they're trading chances with the other teams um in most games it's, it's pretty even but because the Oilers' defense and goaltending is a little off, and the special teams aren't clicking. You know, they're they're losing more than they're winning, and that's not a recipe to get in the playoffs. They're also going through a stretch where they're playing the better teams, right? Like they went down and played Tampa, then Florida, then Carolina. They played well in those three games, but they lost Nugent Hopkins during the Florida game. They didn't have Pulley and it and it kind of added up. And then for me, just only getting three out of a possible six points out of Philadelphia, Chicago, and Montreal. Like that the game against Montreal. Brutal. That was that was a that was a tough loss. And and so it's funny because I have people say to me in hockey circles, Ken Holland needs to stand pat and just see what he has when the team gets healthy. 
And others say, no, got to be more proactive than that. You know, got to make a move to add a piece because you might not have RNH to pull your RV for three weeks. What would you do? If you can, you know, if you could get a, 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 a top goalie or a top defenseman, a top four defenseman, or a starting goalie for what the Oilers have to offer, a first-round pick, why not do that? I mean, why wouldn't you? We saw a Montreal team that was pretty average in the regular season go far in the playoffs last year. Um, things can happen. If this team gets healthy, these forward, this forward group gets healthy, let's say they add Dylan Holloway to the mix and this, the rest of the forwards get healthy, you add a key player on the back end who's really uh, a tough defensive defenseman. You know, not, you're not going to get Adam Larson, but someone approaching that level in the playoffs, like... Bob, I still think this is a good, a good hockey team um, that can get it together. They're just they had they finally had forward lines that work. They get the injuries. They can, they have forwards who can compete with any other forward group in the NHL if they can shore up the back end with another player yeah. um, and get hot goaltending. You know, you know, it's one of but whether they can solve the goaltending issue is just a real big question mark. And if you can't well, do that, maybe, I, I maybe it they... is down pat territory. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if they can. And I and I and I said earlier in the show today, Dave. I I, I think the move might be for a D. The problem is between Barry and Bouchard, they have redundancy. Okay, yeah. they do. And like Barry didn't have a great season last year. Um, I would have played four right shot defense last year. Okay, I would have found a way to have gotten. They needed more information on Bouchard. They did because they weren't completely committed to giving him the reins. And I just, it's funny because I know Seattle was, I, I, I think Seattle was in on Barry. And I just, I looked at Seattle and a guy like Carson Suse who's sick, like, I want a guy that's got term left in his deal coming back if you're going to move somebody out, okay? And I, and I wonder about a guy, like, and some guys say, well, Susie's 6'5", but he's, you know, he's not, Bob, you know he's not Erica Branson. I'm like, no, he moves the puck better than Erica Branson. But he's got enough of that, and you don't need to be that honest anymore with your tough, even though I think the Oilers need to add some, like, I'd love to get Nicholas Deloria out of Anaheim, but I don't see Edmonton doing that, because um, I think he's pretty good at his job. And, and I, but I wonder about a guy like Susie, maybe, even though he's a left shot, he's played a little bit on the right side during his career, just to change the dynamic of what Edmonton does around defensively. Because, David, they do have some defense prospects coming. Like, Nima Linen's back down here. His wife is due sometime in the next seven to ten days. Uh, he's back down here in Bakersfield, which is where I'm at right now. Broberg, obviously, 23 minutes. How about this? Broberg's two games that he's played the most in Vegas in Calgary. Those are big, physical, tough teams that Broberg played against. He did okay in those games. So they've got the coming. I, I don't know. I just I think they, they need a little bit of a bridge. What about you on the back end? I, don't, I just don't see doing nothing as an option. You have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl in the prime of their career. You've got Evander Kane on, on a short-term deal. You've got Hyman signed up. You have Nuge there in their prime. You have this forward group that can compete. This team can win in the playoffs. I still believe that. So I, I'm on the I'm in the camp. Definitely do what you can. Now that if you have a redundancy in Barry and Bouchard, look at moving Tyson Barry if you can for one of the needs for a bigger, tougher defenseman. If that's the move, do that. Make that trade, and then use your first. Try to get a, like if there is a goalie. I don't know if there's a goalie. If you can get that goalie, 
do that as well. Those are the two things they've got to do. And um, they're probably trying to do them in tandem because in some ways, if you can't do both, it doesn't make, maybe it doesn't make sense to do the either. If you can't get a goalie, maybe it doesn't make sense to, to try to get a defenseman, but try to do both. See what you can do. You think back to 2006. I was in the Oilers' office the day the trade got made. And several of the media questioned Edmonton giving up a number one to get Dwayne Rolson. Yeah. I got to tell you, I, I, and I was, me and Robin Brownlee were the two guys that picked Edmonton to beat Detroit. They weren't guaranteed to make the playoffs that year when that trade was made. It's kind of crazy when you think about it now, right? Like, they people weren't. forget the, the Oilers were a bubble team at the time that that deal went down. And they got in at like game 80 or game 81 that season. And then yeah. they got Detroit and everybody was like, oh, they're going to. I mean, Mark Spector said they were going to lose them three to Detroit. As it turned out, the, the Oilers were all wrong for the Red Wings because they'd been playing playoff hockey for two months. And Detroit had been home and cooked and cooled for three months. They, you know, they had a great team that year. And uh, just makes you wonder. You never, you never know what can happen. I, I got to say though, Dave, I'm a little bit surprised they're in this position, especially well, the way they started the year. The season's been a roller coaster ride. Well, what if when they end, if they can get in the playoffs, they're they're, they're you know the roller coaster's heading in the right direction finally for this team. Everybody's healthy. Their forwards are going. They picked up a player or two. This team, I, I don't. They, Ken Holland, I think, should be making some moves. Again, Connor McDavid isn't 21, 20 years old. He's, he's, these guys are ready to win. They're ready to, to do what it takes in the playoffs to win. So give them some help. And I think that's, that's what will happen if deals are available. Like, clearly, there'll be defensemen available. Brian Lawton has talked repeatedly about this being a buyer's market. The prices might not even be that bad. So, And um, they also have Hillaway, uh, Holloway in their back pocket to call up as a forward to help in the bottom line. So, Bob, I just... I, I, it seems down right now, but I don't think it's going to stay down. David, how do people follow you? At D Staples uh, on Twitter. All right, there you go. That's David Staples, Call to Hockey. Thanks, Thank you for your time. It's one twenty-two in Edmonton. We'll get to the orders now. Injury report, bang off a bunch of your texts. I'm actually going to start with one right now. Doomer from GP says, Ken Holland should be interested in trading Broberg and a first-round pick for immediate help. The Oilers fans have been patient enough. It's time. No more excuses. The time is now or never, as far as I'm concerned. I don't care for term or rentals. If we can make a run this year, players may want to invest their time in Edmonton going forward forward uh thanks bob tell david staples i say hi from doomer and gp all right we'll get to the injury report for james h brown when we return on orders now this is oilers now with bob stoffer on oilers radio 630 chad 126 in edmonton into the ashley fine floors text line herm the old goalie has text the show bob remember a goaltender by the name of Bennington in St. Louis. I see the same possible of Stuart Skinner, says Herm. The Oilers still need to address a couple guys before a trade deadline to bring in some toughness, no team toughness. And when you have that, the Oilers team can win. Holland has not addressed this problem. So Herm is saying Stuart Skinner can be a bit like Bennington. Skinner's 23. When Bennington came up to join the Blues in 1819, he was uh, 25 at that time. Brennan, what are your thoughts on that? And, and a lot less mature, I would suggest, just based on what we've seen of, of Skinner and how he conducts himself and Bennington and how he conducts himself recently. Uh, the maturity level seems to be different to me, uh, but we also have to consider the defense playing in front of Bennington that year as well. Yeah, well, so you're saying Skinner's more mature than Bennington. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Well, and Larry Robinson putting together Jay, taking, uh, break, breaking up Bomeister and Petrangelo and, uh, putting Bomeister with Pareko as the shutdown pairing. Two rangy trees, six foot five. The Oilers have got some of those guys coming. Could be interesting. Not saying they have the same ceiling as an example of a Jay Bomeister who was a three overall pick in the NHL draft. All right. To the Oilers now, injury reports brought to you daily by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. RNH uh, still out week to week at this stage, upper body issue. Pulley a little bit closer, according to Jay Woodcroft yesterday in his availability, lower body issue. Zach Cassian and Josh Archibald closing in on a return. They're going to play sometime uh, during this homestand. Cassian, upper body challenge, Archibald myocarditis. Tyson Berry, not out long term. Uh, I believe it's an oblique for him. Chris Russell closing in into a return, maybe as a 6-7 D-man, upper body challenge for Edmonton. Mike Smith was on the ice this morning. He was out with the flu. Uh, don't forget, Stuart Skinner's on emergency recall, which means he'd be going back down once uh, uh, Smith becomes available. For Washington, two injured players. Hagelin has an eye injury. It's not a good situation there. And Joe Snively, who's been very good for them out with an upper body challenge, of course. The last time Edmonton played Washington, the Caps did not have Ovechkin, Mantha, and TJ Oshie. And the Oilers had Nugent Hopkins and Pulley Yarvey. That's the Oilers now injury report for James H. Brown. I will tell you at this time... Cars cost less than Metasquin. Uncle Milt, he's listening right now to the show. Brent Ridge Ford of Metasquin, 10-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. And they can get you uh, the best way to get a vehicle is to custom order one. Discounts available from both Brent Ridge Ford and Ford Motor Company on most custom orders, which allows you to get the exact equipment and colors that you want. Reach out to Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang. one 877 or visit brentridge.com. A Caps Perspective with L. May after a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.